everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we're going to be finishing up the series, Things That Keep Us From God, this time talking about unbelief. This is a huge topic and could probably be its own series, but for today we'll just kind of touch on a few things. Guys, it is a beautiful spring day here in Michigan today, and I am totally pumped to be out in my sunroom talking to you without a coat or a blanket or a cup of coffee or anything else. I'm trying to stay warm. It is gorgeous. It's sunny. It's almost 60, and that makes me happy. Our topic today is complicated. Like I said in the introduction, we could really talk about this for weeks. There are so many different avenues that we could go down, so many different trails that we could take. And yet we're going to be trying to kind of squish it all into one not too long episode. When we talk about things that keep us from God, one of the biggest things of all is unbelief, a lack of belief or a lack of faith. And yet, even as I say those words, all I can think about are all these false teachers and these Christianese leaders and culture people who have just abused people through this idea of not having enough faith. And so often they're told, like, you have these terrible circumstances in your life. You didn't get the desired outcome that you wanted. You did not get healed. Your loved one did not get healed because you did not have enough faith. And that is so wrong and so messed up. And it's really hard to talk about a topic and use verses and scripture that have been twisted like this, knowing that some of you have really been just hurt and burdened and broken by this concept and these kinds of ideas. And yet at the same time, if I don't talk about unbelief, like this is the key thing. (laughs) If we don't believe, then how are we ever going to connect with God? Because he is a spirit and we can't experience him with our physical senses. We don't get to just see him and touch him and hear him and smell him and all this kind of good stuff. Like we have to experience him through faith and through our spiritual senses. And so we have to talk about this. And yet at the same time, I just want you to understand, like I understand that it's broken and it's hard. And some of this might just be really just too much. So I'm hoping you can stick with me and just kind of see the differences between what I'm going to say and what hopefully um, you unfortunately have heard before. Guys, so often people come up with this idea of like, if you have enough faith, this can happen. And if you have enough faith, you'll get these results. And if you have enough faith, then God will move mountains and all this stuff. And once again, that's just so much religious formulas. Like we cannot use scripture, we cannot use faith, we cannot use prayer as some kind of a formula to twist God's arm and get him to do what we want. It just doesn't work that way. And the only people who benefit from that kind of teaching are the false teachers who get money from people trying to get them to give them their certain, you know, specific results they're looking for. It is just, it's wrong, it's incorrect, it's abusive, and it's not who the real God is. It does not have anything to do with the real Jesus. He did not operate like that when he was here on earth. And it is just totally a false God and false teachings and false teachers in that scenario. I hate that so many people have these kind of handles on what it's supposed to look like to experience God. You know, if you experience God, then you will have this happen to you. If God really comes near to you, then you're going to feel this. There's so many people who say like there's certain ways to experience God. These are the ways it's going to happen. But in my experience, and as I've talked to other people, God is so unique and we are so unique and he recognizes us in our uniqueness and he comes to us and he speaks to us and he connects with us in very different ways based on our personalities. 
As I've said before, I am very emotional. And so my relationship with God is very emotional. Like I feel him and I sense his presence and I, I hear his whisper in my heart and stuff like that. But it's, it's, I think it's based on the person that I am. Like I'm a very emotional person who just has those kinds of senses of things. I love connecting with God out in nature, but that's because I love nature. Like I'm a huge nature person. And that is just something that really makes me feel very connected to God. I don't think everyone's like that. I don't think it has to be the same way for every person. And I really just want to encourage you guys as you listen to this episode today, like people who are listening and feel like they haven't really ever felt God or connected with God. I want to bet you that he has shown up in your life and you just haven't recognized him that very much like, you know, the religious leaders and the Pharisees and the Jews in Jesus's day, like they expected something different. And so when he showed up, they did not recognize him. And I think that so often we have this expectation of who God is and of what it looks like based on our Christianese teachings that we don't recognize the real Jesus when he's there with us. And so I'm going to guess that you've had experiences, you have had things that happened to you that were God and you just didn't recognize him. And so I would like you to just ask the Holy Spirit to just open your eyes and to recognize the things that happened and the things that he's done and the way he's spoken to you that maybe you never saw before but was totally not an accident and was totally him because he longs to know us guys. He longs for us to know him. That is the whole point of everything he's ever done is to have this intimate relationship with people. But as I've said so many times, our religious hearts mess it up. We are enemies of God naturally and we mess it up. And Christianity and the Christianese culture is no exception. If you have come to the place where faith, where belief is really difficult for you because of the experiences you've had, because of the spiritual abuse you've been through, and you say to me, I just don't have any faith anymore. Like, I don't even know, like my, I'm just, I'm shattered and I don't really even know who God is or anything like that. I just want to ask you gently, what was your faith in? Because I look back at my life. And the brokenness that I've experienced. And often, my faith was in the system, the Christianese system. It was in the formulas, the religious formulas that I was following. It was in a God of my own invention that wasn't actually the real God at all. And it wasn't necessarily in the real Jesus. And I know that throughout my life and throughout the brokennesses, like He has always pulled me back to Himself. And he has always revealed himself to me to be bigger and stronger and more crazy and more amazing. But each time I've been through stuff like that, and I've really had to struggle with my faith and say, okay, what do I even believe anymore? Every time, I just was able to see so many of these things I was putting my faith in that weren't actually the real Jesus at all. And so I would just like to gently ask you that. You know, if you feel like your faith was just shattered, what was your faith in? Was it in the system? Was it in a religious formula? Was it in an expectation of who God was that maybe wasn't actually accurate? As we talk about this today, guys, I just want to hopefully speak with grace, with love, understanding that many of you are hurting and are broken and are frustrated and confused with a system that has left you just destroyed. And at the same time, I want to just give you guys the hope that the real Jesus isn't the system. He isn't the organized church. He isn't the people who abused you. He is different. 
and better and more amazing. And yet knowing him does require faith. It requires belief. Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God because everyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And that's kind of my own paraphrased version of the ESV. But if we're going to come to God, it's impossible to come to him without faith because we have to experience him spiritually. We have to at least have enough faith to believe that he exists to seek him. And even if that's all you're at right now, even if all you have is that tiny fragment of faith to say, God, if you're real, show me. Guys, that's enough. If faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains, <laughs> then faith the size of a teensy tiny grain of pepper can at least get you into the heart of God. But it does require the belief that he exists. And that second part of the verse talking about rewarding those who seek him, that is not about like, I'm going to give you spiritual blessings and wealth and, you know, comfort and satisfaction and peace in this world. He rewards those who seek him with himself. He rewards them with a relationship with him, with the knowledge that they are not alone, with the beginning of a redemption within their hearts. Like that's the reward. And that reward is promised over and over and over again in scripture. God continually reminds us that he will be with those who seek him, that he will be found by those who seek him. From Jeremiah talking about it all the way up through Jesus saying, knock and it will be open to you. Seek and you will find. Ask and it will be given to you. So how does unbelief keep us out from knowing God? Unbelief kept the Jews from recognizing who Jesus was. They experienced God with their physical senses in a way that we don't get to. They saw him. They heard him. They touched him. They got to have this intimate experience of God that we don't get to have. And yet they still missed him because of their unbelief. He did miracles in front of them. He spoke words that astounded people, made them ask, who is this man? How can this just be someone from Nazareth? He was astonishing. And yet they missed him because they did not believe that he truly was God. They didn't believe in his miracles. They didn't believe in his words, despite the fact that they experienced him with their physical senses. And guys, it's our unbelief that keeps us trapped today. Whether you're somebody who's religious in the system and is believing things about God that aren't true, Maybe you struggle to believe in God's love, in his grace, in his forgiveness, in his reality, in the fact that he is incomprehensible and ridiculously giant and crazy. Failing to believe in that kind of a God keeps us stuck in our religion, trying to do our own thing, trying to please this God that we've created in our head. It's not really God. Maybe you're somebody who's been broken by religion, broken by the church, and you just struggle to believe in a God who's good even maybe in a God who's real. The crazy part is that there's literally nothing standing between us and God except for our unbelief. When Jesus died, the veil in the temple separating the holy from the holies of holies was torn from top to bottom. There was nothing separating God from his creation anymore. Nothing except for our unbelief. 
Guys, when we choose to trust in Jesus, that he truly is the son of God, that he truly died and rose again in our place to provide us with redemption, it's all it takes. It just takes our faith, our choosing to trust, our choosing to believe in that. And it's genuinely just our unbelief that keeps us out because he has paid for the sins of the world. The debt is paid. There's nothing left to do. He said, it is finished. It's done. I did it. And in John 3, he reminds us that it's only belief and unbelief that keep us from God. Those who believe are not condemned, but those who do not believe stand condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. God has once again walked with us, and now he sends his Spirit to be with us. And the only thing keeping us out of that reality is our unbelief. Guys, when I was fresh out of my cult, I really struggled with the idea that God did not condemn me when I was in sin. And there was a period of time when I just was a mess and I just felt this condemnation from God. And I was trying so hard to get my religious formulas together and ask him to forgive me and try to explain, you know, what I needed to do in order to really get back in his presence and all this stuff. And I've mentioned this before, but in the middle of my mess, he just came and he reminded me that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That I was not under condemnation, but I was under love and forgiveness and grace. And that even in the middle of my mess, he wanted me. And I believed that, but I didn't really believe it until about five years ago. And I've mentioned this a lot, and it's the season of my life, and I remember it again because it was just like March through May was when everything was kind of falling down around us. And five years ago, I felt condemnation. Like I've never felt it before. Like I literally identified with the woman caught in adultery. Like that's how I felt. I am sitting on the dirt. People have stones. They want to throw at me and they're trying to get Jesus to condemn me. Like I totally identified with her. And yet, you know who was sitting there with me in the dust? It's Jesus. Jesus sat there with me in the dust and I experienced grace like I've never experienced it before. And I found love and forgiveness and hope in a way that I didn't know was possible. My lack of belief in God's grace is what kept me from experiencing it sooner. Once I recognized my own utter brokenness and fallenness, my own just inability to do anything, and yet that was where he loved me, that was where he wanted me, it was crazy. It was crazy. Nothing could separate me from his love. Absolutely nothing. Guys, I don't know where you are right now with your faith, with your belief. But I want you to know, first of all, that that's okay. If your faith is not strong right now, if it is very weak, if it is shuddery, if it is shaky, if you are thinking that you don't even know if you have any, like that is okay. You are understood and loved right where you are. And God is patient and gentle and he understands and he is willing to wait until you're ready. But it is my hope that you can cry out, I believe, help my unbelief. And it is my prayer that you will discover a God who is so incredibly gracious, scandalously gracious, so full of love and forgiveness, that all he wants to do is wrap you in his arms and hold you, tell you it's going to be okay, wipe your tears away, and give you hope. 
because of himself. There's nothing left for us to do, guys. Jesus did everything. And all we have to do is just accept it, live in it, walk in it in faith, walk in that relationship in faith, walk in that restoration in faith, allow him to be who he is and to make us who he wants us to become. We could talk about this a lot longer, but time is up. We're going to talk about lament in the next few episodes, kind of seasons of lament. What does that really mean? And how do we handle the brokenness of this world? I'm excited about these ones. I really, really love lament. (laughs) So thanks for listening. Until next time, guys, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.